0: Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to ToledoCalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, so glad that you are here with us today. Thanks for taking the time, whether you're here in the room, you're watching this on a screen somewhere, maybe listening to the podcast. So glad that you are here and that you have joined us on this really special day and wanna take a moment to say thanks to all of our moms. Happy Mother's Day, and uh, thank you for what you do. You know, Pastor Lindsay just said about her mom being influential in her life, and I just got thinking about just my own mom, and so thankful for her, my mother-in-law, and all she puts up with from me, and uh, for raising uh, a a daughter who is so out of my league, and uh, to Rhonda, who is an amazing mom. Just so thankful for the mom's in our lives, we honor you, we celebrate you. And I say all that to say today's not a Mother's Day sermon. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about moms. We'll, we'll make some application there, but we're gonna jump back into the series we've been in. In fact, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter six, whether you've got them in a print or a digital form. Acts chapter six, we are in a series we're calling Building for Blessing. And uh, we are looking at some, some stories that kind of start things out from the book of Acts that reinforce kind of a principle that we are looking at here in this series. And the principle is that there are times when God will do things in our lives in one season that prepare us for what he wants to do in the next. We've looked at this in Acts chapter one and two. Acts chapter six and eight, and then next we'll look at it in Acts chapters 15 and 16 of how God does these things in one season of our lives so that He's able to prepare us for what He wants to do in the next. And we've talked about it this way God will often do the structural before He does the supernatural. God will often do the structural before He does the supernatural. He will work something in our lives to allow us to be able to support what he's doing so that when he's ready to pour out those blessings or work on our behalf or do something miraculous, when when we're looking for him to do something unique in our lives, we put ourselves in a place so that we can support those blessings that he wants to bring. So we've been looking at stories from the book of Acts to help us look at this and then pull some things together. So we talked about sometimes the way God does this is through change in our lives. Sometimes the way God does this, this is what we looked at last week, is through conflict in our lives. And one of the ways then that God will do the structural before he does the supernatural is he'll sometimes do it in a work that he does to bring structure, to bring support, to bring strengthening to our character so that then he can supernaturally work in our lives. And so we're gonna talk about our character today. We're gonna look at who we are and who we are becoming And the subject of character can be approached from so many different angles when you look at Scripture. The book of Proverbs alone gives us insight after insight after insight into how we develop our character. I just want to limit it and look at it from a very limited perspective. Just one passage, Acts chapter 6 today. I want to talk to you about character and show that a lack of character leads to a loss of blessing that a lack of character in our lives, if we don't have that, we will not be able to support the blessing that God wants to bring. But then the opposite of that is true as well then, that if we have a strength of character in our lives, it puts us in a place to support and maintain and have God's blessing. So if you want God's blessing in your life, then it's important that you develop, that you work on, that you build your character. Because oftentimes your character is the structural work that God wants to do so that he can then do the supernatural in your life. I've got a camera here, this is one of our uh, video cameras that we use when we're creating, whether it's our Tuesday night streams or we use it for all kinds of different activities and this one uh, happened to be free today. So so I grabbed it and I've got it on a tripod here and it reminds me of our character because our character in one way or another affects how we see the world and also what is produced by how we see that is then how the world sees us. So this camera not only has a perspective on the world, but then what it produces, what comes out of it, is what others view to get a perspective on us. So we're gonna view this camera like our character. And if you want to have strong character, stable character that will withstand the blessings of God, then you really need to develop something in your life, kinda like this tripod. And so what I wanna talk about is three legs to a strong character if you're going to have that in your life, so that your life, your character has something to rest on. We're going to see these three legs of strong character in Acts chapter 6. So let's go back to this story. And then each of these three things will kind of relate to a leg on this tripod. Acts chapter 6, verse 1. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing... The Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Do you remember the story from last week? The conflict that we talked about. It's all there in verse 1. So what did they do? So the 12, that's the the apostles, the, the 12 followers of Jesus that Jesus appointed, the 12 disciples gathered all the disciples together. This is all the believers that were there in Jerusalem and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Some really interesting things there, we're not gonna unpack. Verse three. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. There was something that led the church to say about these seven men that their character put them in a position of future leadership within the church. We don't have the time. In fact, I kept kept paring back and paring back and paring back as I was preparing this message, so here's your homework. Read Acts chapter seven and eight, because what you're gonna see in Acts seven and eight is how their character then led them to some of the most influential things that happened in the book of Acts transitional things that happen in the kingdom of God, things that change it for those of us who might not have a Jewish heritage, literally things that are game-changing for you and I to receive the gospel happen because those men were identified as leaders because of their character. So, So we're gonna look out of this passage at three legs of strong character. If you are in a season of life, and moms, grandmas, this might be specifically for you. If you're in a season of life where you are helping younger individuals to develop their character. There's some things for you to think about and maybe take note of here today. If you are in a season of life where you're looking to say, God, what's next for me? Or maybe you have this drive to say, God, how do I do what I do better? Or maybe a drive to say, God, how can I be in a position so you entrust me with more? Then these aspects of character are huge. What you'll see in Acts seven and eight when you do your homework, because you're gonna do your homework, right? because you're people of character. You're gonna do your homework, right? (laughs) What you'll see is the phenomenal way that God uses Stephen, the phenomenal way that God uses Philip, because of the character that was developed inside their lives, we're gonna look at these three legs of strong character. The first leg that we'll talk about is the leg of integrity, and integrity reveals character. Your integrity in your life reveals character. The the reason these seven were chosen to be leaders, they were blessed with a supernatural calling from God. God supernaturally uses them to speak and display his truth later in the book of Acts. The reason they're chosen is because of their their character. And we see this in the picture of their integrity. I don't know if you remember, but when we read Acts chapter six, verse three, what it said was, the disciples said, hey, we want you to choose seven men from among you who are known to be, and then he runs through these things. So there was something about their character that led others to say, this is what they are like and what they thought they were matched up to who they really were. And when something not only looks like something, but actually is something, then it has integrity. You don't want to drive over a bridge that lacks integrity, right? I mean, it might look like a good bridge, and then if you get over it, you find yourself in the in the you know in the mommy you don't want that do you <laughs> you don't want that in that moment you want a bridge that has integrity it not only has to look like something it has to be something so that's why they said you choose those men who are known to be not just not just they say they are not just they pretend they are they are they have integrity so so my question to you would be Are you who you are known to be? Like, do those two things match up? Do you not only look like a good bridge, (laughs) but you have the integrity to support those things? Does your walk match your talk? Are you who you are known to be? Because this is the one that gets us, right? This is why we get upset about crooked politicians or opportunistic entertainers or cheating athletes or misbehaving ministers. Isn't that when we get upset? Because somebody says they're one thing and then it comes to light that there's something different. When you get down to their integrity, it's not there. It doesn't support them. So that leg of integrity it's huge. Watch, watch this. Uh, Solomon talks to us about this. Proverbs chapter 10, verse nine. We read, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. That's a, that's a really, really powerful verse if you'll take time to kind of think and ponder it. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. If, if you know that you are walking with integrity, that you did the things that were right, that you didn't cheat, that you didn't try to cut corners, that you did you can walk with integrity in those places. But when you take a crooked path, Solomon says, you will be found out. Does anybody remember playing hide and seek when you were a kid? You are hide and seek? We had, we had a cool backyard and we had about four or five neighbor kids that lived around us. And I can remember we would, we would play hide and seek and we, we had a big enough area. We'd have to actually make out boundaries and this kind of thing. And I can remember summer nights. Anybody remember summer nights? and Remember summer nights and be, being outside and it didn't get dark until... You know, after well after nine, and we'd be out there, and it started getting dark. We'd be playing hide and seek, and you go to these certain places, and you get in your spot. I remember hiding behind the barn, and there's this big elm tree. I remember kind of that was a great spot you could kind of get to, and all these different places that you look to, and then you can see them coming towards you. You think they're on to you, and the closer they get, the more your heart starts beating. Do you know what I'm talking about? You get that tension. You're not exactly sure what to do. Do I just stay put? Do I run? Like, are they gonna find me or are they not? And whether that's, you're, you're behind the couch or you're behind some curtains or you're under the bed, wherever it is you're hiding, you know that feeling when you get tense and your heart starts beating. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because you know you're just about to be found out. And you don't want that. It's one thing when you're playing hide and seek. It's another when you're hiding something. In those moments, it's a horrible feeling When you think, what if this gets found out? What if they know what I did? What if they find out what I'm really like? And the reality is, you don't have to live with that feeling. You don't have to wonder if you're gonna be found out. It's a choice of integrity, because whoever walks in integrity, walks securely. There's an interesting story just before this in Acts chapter six about this couple named Ananias and Sapphira, it really fits nicely here. Because when we look at the story of these seven that are chosen to be leaders, they're chosen because of their integrity. We know Ananias and Sapphira because they don't have it. Do you remember the story, they tell a lie and they say that all the money they gave was all the money they got from the sale of this land because they want people to think of them in a certain way. And there's, there's a lot to unpack here, but the bottom line is, when Ananias lies to them about this, he is struck dead because of his lack of integrity. His wife doesn't know this. She's, she's been at TJ Maxx or somewhere, I don't know where she's been, and she, she, she comes back in thinking that Ananias is there. He's not there, and watch what happens because she lies too. Acts chapter five, It was a lack of integrity that literally stole their blessing and ended their life. Few things have the potential to knock your character right out from under you than a lack of integrity, but can I tell you this? Few things are as impactful as a consistency of character. When you have a consistency of character, that's integrity, and few things are as impactful as that in your life in the lives of others. Let me, let me give you just a little example, moms, grandmas. Like your life, when lived with integrity, has tremendous, tremendous potential to impact and change the lives of other people. I'll, I'll talk just a little bit today about the two moms that I know the best. A couple of years ago, uh, well, a little about a year and a half ago, My son Evan and I had a chance to do some traveling and we were out of town and we visited with some friends that lived out of town who who used to live here but don't anymore and we were at dinner. And they started asking questions to Evan who had just recently kinda graduated from high school, was, was making decisions about what was next in his life and they were asking him questions about his character, about how it was formed, about who influenced him, who really made a difference, especially with regards to his faith. And I remember we're sitting there, it's just just me and Evan and them, and he looked at me when they asked about how his faith was influenced. He, he looked at me at one point, and he says, like, no offense, Dad, you've been great. <laughs> he says, but my mom has had such an impact in my life. It was my mom who in so many ways really shaped my faith because it was real in the way that she lived. She wasn't one thing at church and then something different at home. She lived what she said she believed. And when I saw that it was real to her, I knew it could be real for me. Few things are as impactful as consistency of character. I did not pay for his meal that night. They did, they did, they did, they did. did. And I took him home, it was all good. But I learned a great lesson, two lessons. One, I'm so thankful that my kids have the mom that they do. And two, few things are as impactful as consistency of character. First leg we'll talk about today is integrity. Let's move on to a second one. Let's go back to our our story to see it. We'll just read this again. Acts chapter six, verse three. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you because of their character, right? Who are known to be, there's their integrity, full of the spirit, and we'll come back to that one, and wisdom. The second leg we're gonna look at here, number two, is wisdom develops character. If you wanna have character in your life, then it starts with integrity, but then you also need to talk about this idea of wisdom because wisdom develops character. Character. The Bible is full of teachings on wisdom. Not just the Bible, but the world is. That's everywhere. And the question I guess I would ask you is, are you responding with wisdom to the things that are coming to you in your life? Because when does your character really show up? It really shows up when things come your way, not just in the good days, but in the pressure-filled days, in in the tense moments, in the decision, In, in game day. That's when character shows up. And in those moments, are you responding with wisdom? What do you mean by wisdom, Chad? Well, we could look at it through a lot of lenses, if you will. Sometimes it's just, maybe we kind of go kind of super spiritual and we talk about it as a knowledge of God's word. Like how much wisdom do you have about scripture, from scripture, Sometimes when we talk about wisdom, we talk about a skill set that you have, maybe something that's professional or technical. You, you, you have wisdom, you're wise in a certain way. Sometimes when somebody knows the right things to say, when you, when you say something to them and they're just able to just kind of rattle off a proverb or they're able to rattle off a truth, we might go, oh, that person is so Wise. But one of the overlooked things I think about wisdom that we miss, an element that we, that we miss, is wisdom so often comes out in how someone handles times of pressure. Like, like when you're in that pressure cooker, when you're in those tough moments, how you handle times of challenge reveals not just your character, but it reveals wisdom in your life. Life comes with lots of pressure, and your character in times of pressure reveals your wisdom. Life comes with pressure. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And your character in those times of pressure will reveal your wisdom. And then I wrestled with that statement because I thought, well, wait a minute, though. I actually think your wisdom in times of pressure reveals your character. And then I said, well, wait a minute, no. It's It's your character in times of pressure that reveals your wisdom. And then I spent, I don't know, six, seven days just going back and forth on that until I finally realized actually wisdom will lead to character and having a strong character helps to lead to wisdom in your life. What I just know is that if you don't pay attention to those two things, it leads to destruction. It leads to disaster. You need to say in in moments when that pressure comes, we talk about this, this leg that holds up our character of wisdom, how am I going to respond? Because so many times when pressure comes, if we fail to respond in the right way, that's when disaster happens. You know, we're doing this whole series and we're talking about bridges and roads and houses and different things that we're, we're building and how they need to be designed to sustain that. And then just this week, I, I saw in the news a tragic, tragic um, thing that happened in Mexico City where this overpass collapsed. Did anybody see this? 24 lives at least that were lost. The news described it that, that emergency workers scrambled to a scene where tilted train cars lay amid tangled wires and twisted metal pulling dozens of people from the wreckage and transporting more than 70 people to hospitals with injuries. It's, it's a tragic, terrifying story. And They're still not quite sure exactly what causes the collapse of a, of a bridge in those moments. But it reinforces the truth that what happens when pressure comes can crash our character we need to have the wisdom to know how to respond in those moments. What do you do when pressure comes? What do you do when you have to make tough decisions? I saw this, uh, this interesting quote online this week. Somebody wrote, courage is knowing that it might hurt and doing it anyway. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Courage is knowing that it might hurt and doing it anyway. Next part of the quote, stupidity is the same. Think about that for a minute. Courage is knowing it might hurt and doing it anyway. Stupidity is knowing it might hurt and doing it anyway. Anybody agree? (laughs) Last line, and that's why life is hard. (laughs) What makes the difference? You gotta have wisdom. You gotta know what to do in those moments. What's courage and what's stupidity? How do I respond in these times of pressure? How do I maintain my character? I need wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? When I had times of pressure, So many times I find myself coming back to Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, 10 tells us, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? If you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? Look, we we could read that as being condemning, challenging, disparaging. But I think what we need to see is we will all have times of trouble. And if we tend to falter in those times, the reason we have small strength is because we forget where our strength comes from. And those are where I think wisdom comes into these moments. See, wisdom reminds me that God is my sustainer in times of pressure. So how I maintain my character in times of pressure is to have the wisdom to know that it's not me that has to maintain it. (laughs) He's not looking to me to be the one that sustains it all. He is my sustainer. He gives me strength. He is the one who helps me. Wisdom reminds me that God is my sustainer in times of pressure. That's how my character is maintained in those difficult times. And wisdom reassures me that God is my strength in times of fear. Because how do I maintain character in those fearful moments? Well, it's the wisdom to know that it's not me that has to do it. I don't have small strength, he has great strength. And I don't have all the answers. When is our character challenged? So many times it's when we're fearful of what someone else will think or say about us. And that fear begins to come in and we're tempted to respond in ways that are outside of what would be integrity or wise. Look at what Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says. Proverbs 29, 25 tells us that fear of man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So if you want some wisdom in in times when you need to to have a a character in your life, you trust in the Lord because that will keep you safe, not just trusting in man. In fact, if we're going to look at this idea of a fear of man, it's wise for us to go to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, and look at what we should really fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh, wait, there's that connection there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom is a part of character and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. So we bring this full circle in times of pressure. Wisdom reminds me that I find it in God. Fear of the Lord means that I honor him, that I respect him, that I look to him, that in those moments of Toughness in those moments of difficulty, in those moments when my character is tested, I have the wisdom to know that this really isn't actually about me. My strength is small. If I fear man, it's just a trap. But when I start with the fear of God, I find wisdom to know that my character is based on who He is even more than it's based on who I am. And I have the wisdom to trust in Him in times of pressure wisdom leads us back to our sustainer and that's where our character rests and we trust in him let me talk to you for just a moment about the the other mom that i know the best i feel like i've known her my whole life my mom vera gilligan and if you don't know her she's a survivor in fact, I'll probably get in trouble for doing this, but even as we're, this service, as we're recording this, she's in the hospital just kind of walking through some difficulties with a, an infection that kind of uh, got off the, off the rails. But she's a survivor, times of challenge, times where she's had to lead her family through some really difficult times. I watched her as a kid live out her faith in a tough workplace. I saw her navigate 25 years ago the passing of my dad I saw her as a respected leader in in the church I grew up in and even in this church. I remember when she made the decision to move from two and a half hours away and come um, be close to us and and start over a whole new life in a place where um, she'd never been more than 10 miles away from where she grew up. And I watched her having incredible courage as she's faced all the uncertainty that comes with growing older whole new set of challenges. And in every part of that, I've always watched her display such wisdom. Like she's never had a shortage of wisdom for me for some reason. And usually, I shouldn't say this on camera, she's right. Here's the thing, where does this come from? In the life of my mom, I've seen this. It starts with her fear of God. That's her love of God, her love of Jesus. And so much of who she is and her character rests on the wisdom that she has that this life is not about us doing it on our own, but that in moments of pressure, that we put our trust and our confidence in him. Three legs to support strong character in our life. One is our integrity, one, is wisdom, and let's go back to our text and see the last one, Acts chapter six, verse three. Brothers and sisters, the disciples said, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Spirit. The third leg that we're gonna look at is the Holy Spirit at work in our lives, being full of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit empowers character in our lives. If you want to be a person of character, it starts when you allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to have that kind of character in your life. They said, Pick for us people who are full of the Spirit. So, my question to you is Are you full of the Spirit? Like, are you allowing the Holy Spirit to be at work in your life? Something is filling you. What is it? Like, what motivates you? What, what drives you? Is it your work, your family, your hobbies, your ministry? Like None of those are bad things, but if you're filled with those things, then your character is challenged and you are missing out on maybe the biggest part of life. Like There's so many good things in our lives, but the Holy Spirit empowers us with the character to do those things, to equip us to do those things, but it starts not with what we allow to fill us in our own minds, our own desires, but being filled with, full of the Holy Spirit. So, I ask myself the question, how do I know? (laughs) Like, how do I know if I'm filled with the Spirit? Because that's that's an easy question. I mean, in in one hand, it's a a theological question that we can ask, especially if you come from maybe a Pentecostal theological tradition. It's easy for us to kind of say, well, am I or am I not filled with the Spirit? But scripture has so much more packed in this for us to think about. And we, we could spend weeks talking about this, but the question is, how do I know if I'm filled with the Spirit? Like How do I know if, if, if they asked, are you full of the Spirit? We could say guilty as charged. Let me give you a couple things maybe to think about here. Here's the first question. Is the fruit of the Spirit growing in my life? If I wonder if I'm full of the Spirit, then maybe I need to ask, is the fruit of the Spirit growing in my life? Now we could look at this in multiple ways in Scripture, but the, the clearest way to see if there's fruit in our lives from the Spirit at work in our lives is to go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Paul writes, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the kind of fruit the Holy Spirit produces in our lives. And I got thinking about this, especially moms from your perspective, grandmas from from your perspective. You know, sometimes you want to plant a tree and somebody go, well, you can't can't plant an orange tree in Ohio because it's not the right climate for it. <laughs> like, you, you're not gonna do that. Certain things grow better in certain soils or certain places. <laughs> and when I think about the fruit of the spirit, mom, your, your world is probably a pretty fertile soil for all those things to grow. To grow in love, joy, peace. Any moms find it hard to grow in patience? I mean, you can look at all those things, and the question is, am I growing in this way? I can remember, both, both at church and at school, when at some point, some Sunday school teacher, some elementary school teacher, preschool teacher, somebody decided it was a really good idea, we're gonna take styrofoam cups, and we're gonna put dirt in them, and then we're gonna plant seeds, and the kids will love it. And then the kids will take the cups home, and then ask their parents every half hour on the hour if it's growing or not. You know what I'm talking about? Constantly checking. Is that thing growing? Is that thing growing? those beans growing? That little plant growing? Whatever it is. Is it growing? Is it growing? What's what's happening? When are we going to see it? What's going to happen? And you check it over and over again. And then if you don't get it quite right, then you have to have a funeral. (laughs) Like the whole thing, right? But you're constantly looking. I wonder if I'd be in a better place if every so often, just like with the heart of that child, I would check to see if these things were growing in my life. Like walk over to the, the little styrofoam cup next to the sink of my heart (laughs) and say, am I seeing joy growing in my life? Did I exhibit more patience today? Like, am I allowing the Holy Spirit to be at work in my life in such a way that when people see my character, they can actually see him at work in my life? So am I allowing the fruit of the Holy Spirit to grow in my life? Here's maybe another way to think about this whole idea of the being full of the Spirit. Do I allow the Holy Spirit to work through my life? Do I allow the Holy Spirit to work through my life? You can read Acts chapter eight and the life of, of Philip. He's one of those seven that we read about in Acts six. And in Acts chapter eight, there's persecution. And because there's persecution, so many people have to run away. From their homes they have to run away from their jobs they have to flee from the place that they called home it was inconvenient it was frightening it was dangerous it was a lot for them to complain or hide about do you know what it tells us in acts chapter 8 that when they got to the places they were running away to they started preaching again they started telling people about jesus And I have a tendency that when things come my way that are inconvenient, when things come my way that I don't like, when things come my way that I could call persecution or disruption or painful, I have a tendency to go, oh no, I'm not gonna let that happen to me. Instead, what you see Philip do is say, Holy Spirit, if you wanna work through me in this, I'll let you. Holy Spirit, if in this circumstance that I don't wanna be in, Holy Spirit, if in this moment that I didn't choose, Holy Spirit, if in this place that I didn't imagine you want to use me, I'm willing to allow you to work not just in my life, because we love it when he works in our lives, but for you to work through my life. Because when you're full of the Spirit, what's in there is gonna come out of there. And maybe to say, Holy Spirit, am am I willing to allow you to work through me to do things through my life to impact others? to to minister to my kids, to make a difference in the life of my grandkids, to to live in such a way so that my neighbors and my coworkers and my classmates and my friends and the person that sits uh, two seats apart from me in church (laughs) will be able to see you at work in my life. And again, you've got homework to read Acts chapter eight. I can't wait till you read it because the Holy Spirit will lead you to eternal opportunities and divine appointments. If you'll, if you'll trust him to, he will lead you to moments where you have opportunities to do things that will make a difference for eternity and he'll give you divine appointments in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. Which leads us to the last question maybe I, I just challenge you with. Am I obedient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life? That when you think about your character and when you think about being full of the Spirit, are you obedient to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life? I meant meant that to say, am I obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life? Because that's the the preachery word we use, isn't it? I will follow the Spirit's leading. And kind of on accident, I typed in leadership. And I went back to change it. And then I thought, you know, I'll just leave it there. Because really, that's what it is. If I'm gonna say I'm gonna be led of the Spirit, if I'm gonna follow the leading of the Spirit, it means I'm willing to say, Holy Spirit, here's the reins. You, You take the steering wheel. You be the one who's the leader in my life. Not me. I follow your leadership. I'll do what your word says. I'll listen to your voice. I'll let my character be built not just on what I want, but Holy Spirit, how you want to work and be at work in my life, in the lives of the people around me, in the circumstances that I face. Those are all elements of developing that character. So when I, when I thought about this, I don't know if you're in this place, but I, I got overwhelmed. Because I thought, man, I don't, I don't know if I can develop that kind of character. Like if they, were, if they were picking people to, to be in that act six spot today, I don't, I don't know if the church would consider me as a person of integrity and, 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 a, and a person of wisdom and a person who's full of the spirit. And if you were in the same boat that I was in, you start to start thinking about the things in your life that don't always match up. You start thinking about the places where you go, ah, I question this about my character, and I'm not so sure about that, and I don't know about these things. And I started putting a lot of burden on myself to go, I don't think I have a good enough character. That was my concern about this message that we talk about character, and some of you would go, well, it's too late for me. Or some of you would go, well, I don't really care. Or some of you go, I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not sure I have what it takes. I'm not sure that I could, I could have those things in my life. And then I got thinking about it, that actually that idea of integrity is when you allow God to build up faith in your life in such a way that he helps you to live your life the way that he wants you to live it. So integrity, even though it's largely a a part of our decisions and our choices, God says he'll help you with that. And then I got looking at this idea of wisdom, and what we looked at tonight showed us that so much of wisdom comes from the fact that I realize that my life finds wisdom in him more than it does in me. So wisdom, that's kinda on him. And the Holy Spirit being at work in my life, he wants to fill me, he wants to work in my life. So this idea of character is not something you have to do alone. This idea of character is not just all on you. Like These strong legs of strong character come when I realize, God, it's a partnership. God, it's a dependency. God, I need you to help me with that. My concern is that in a world that is losing character, in a world where people are dismissing character, in a world where people are making all kinds of crazy choices, and there's so few examples of strong character that we would miss out, then God actually wants to give you the tools you need you just need to tune in so you'll let him do it. That you'll listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit at work. I got, I got thinking about, I guess, tuning into the Holy Spirit, hearing what he wants to do, Mother's Day, all these different things. I got thinking about the house I grew up in. And I got thinking about back in the Stone Age when I would listen to a radio and hopefully you just randomly find a good song instead of just calling it up on Spotify. You'd you'd listen to the radio, and it didn't have a digital dial back in the day. Does anybody remember when you'd have to tune it in? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody seen that, in an old black and white movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? You just have to tune it in, and if you were trying to get to 98.5, you just kinda have to turn it into, sure you know what I'm talking about? You have to kind of get it in the right spot. We lived kind of out in the country a little bit, and there was a day when you didn't have cable TV. There was a day where you didn't have the internet. And so if you wanted to watch something, you had to find a way to snatch it out of the airwaves. So we had an antenna. We not only had an antenna, we had a tower on the side of our house. Do you know what I'm talking about? We had this giant antenna out there, and then we had this motor on the base of the antenna, that I, I grew up over in Northeast Ohio, so if we wanted to watch the news from Youngstown, we would take that antenna and we would turn it, so it would uh, until it was pointing towards Youngstown. And then if we decided we wanted to watch something out of one of the Cleveland stations, we'd have to uh, turn it so it was pointing towards Cleveland, and you'd have to get it just right, and I can remember my dad going, turn it a little more, you know? Get a little more. To get it in just the right spot because you want to kind of cut it clear from some of the static, and you want to get it to where the picture was better. And if you get it just right, some of the black and white would fade, it even get a little more colorful. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it was work, and it was effort, but it was worth it. It just took a little bit extra to tune in. And look, if you're in a place where you want to develop some character in your life, do you know where it starts? I challenge you to just tune into the Holy Spirit. He'll help you to be a person of integrity. He'll help you to be a person of wisdom. He will fill you with what you need, but not if you don't stop and maybe adjust your antenna or turn that dial a little bit. Sometimes it's just simple enough as saying, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And I don't know that you'll hear an audible voice, but I know you can get a sense of peace. And I know that the Spirit can speak wisdom to you about the decisions that you're making. And I know that he'll help you, that you don't have to do these things on your own. See, the beauty of the character of those individuals that we read about in Acts chapter six is it started with them saying, Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, I I need your work in my life. We're gonna sing this song that just says, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us know your glory. Let us know you at work. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. In these next few moments, whether you are in a season of pressure or a season of great opportunity, whether you are looking down the road or you're struggling with what's happening right here, right now, would you just tune in to what the Spirit wants to do in your life? And let him develop that character inside of you. If you're in the room, would you stand with me, please? If you're watching this online or listening to this, would you just kind of take a moment so that you can maybe kind of shut out the other things around? And can we take just a moment and tune in, listen to, sing this song, and invite the Holy Spirit to work in this moment and in this season of our lives? Father, we thank you for the work that you do. God, we thank you for who you are. And Lord, we've seen in this pattern of scripture that you want to do the supernatural in our lives. God, that you wanna bless us, that you wanna do things in our lives that are so special and so new. You wanna use us for divine appointments and eternal opportunities. But Lord, we need to have the character to be able to sustain those things, to hold up those blessings, so Father in this moment we recognize that you are right here with us that Holy Spirit you have come alongside of us to give us everything we need to be the people that you blessed us and called us to be so God in this moment Holy Spirit we tune in we want to be able to sense your presence we want to be able to know your your place here today. Lord, for the one who needs encouragement, Holy Spirit, would you strengthen them? For the one who needs wisdom, God, would you give them insight? For the one who needs to make some hard decisions, would you give them what they need for that? Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our presence here today. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your. Come on, sing that with us right here. Let us become we want
0: your blessing we want to build our lives so that we can support and sustain the blessing of God in them and so Lord would you help us to be people of strong character that we would live lives of integrity to be who we're known to be God that we would live lives of wisdom knowing that wisdom finds its strength, its hope its sustainer in you Holy Spirit that we would be open to being full of you that we would dial in to your person and your presence in our lives we'd listen for your voice that we'd sense your leading that we'd, we'd long for your peace that you would guide us Holy Spirit would you help us come alongside of us and be the one who meets us where we're developing character in our lives Father I do pray for the moms and grandmas on this special day Would you let them know your grace and your favor? Lord, would you let them sense your strength in your hand with them? Lord, would you give them strength in the seasons they're in? Lord, would you help them to find joy in the seasons they're in? And would you help them to know that you are working with them and alongside of them and encourage them today? Lord, thanks for your word and what it speaks to us. May we live it out with your special favor, with your wonderful peace, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.